0: backup battery, or a Generac generator. Backup batteries come with a 30% federal tax credit. Give them a call at 512-995-ROOF, TEC license number 37397. Spring into savings at Circle K. Our
1: beverage selection at Circle K is sure to satisfy your thirst. Save big on Modelo Especial 12-pack cans, just $13.99 each. Buy two Red Bull 12-ounce cans and get one for free. Don't forget your Polar Pop for just 99 cents. Offers valid at participating Austin Circle K stores must be of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly. See store for details. From the yu Business Services Studios, you're listening to KTXX FM and HD1, BK, KTAEAM, Elgin, K270CO, Round Rock. Guests on the horn appear courtesy of the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup. For info on placing your lunch or dinner order, visit vaqueroscafe.com. Vasquez beaten away by Buffon. And then Ronaldo. Oh! Oh! What a goal! Cristiano Ronaldo. to the near post.
0: Let's oh! see to the net.
1: Ronaldo. now hundred, Honduran, he'll whip it in back to the far post. It Elise! It's a Honduran connection! This is Soccer Matters, brought to you by the Daspit Law Firm. DaspitLaw.com. All right, welcome to Soccer Here's Matters Glenn on Diggs. the Horn in Austin, Texas, presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. Your humble servant here, Glenn Davis. Uh, we are streaming at hornfm.com. And Bones, our show is presented by John Daspit and the Dasket Law firm. It's DasketLawAustin.com. 512-865-6710. 512-865-6710. They are bilingual. John and his farm personal injury attorneys. They will handle your case for two 24-7 nights and weekends in John Dasket, Austin.com. All right, where to begin today? Well, let me first get you set up with our guests tonight on The Horn because I'm really excited um, about these interviews tonight. HornFM.com again is where we stream. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Davis-sock at Soccer Matters GD. Alright, here are the guests. Pablo Posado uh, and Jesus Marcos. They're producers slash directors slash ID men of the Apple TV series. It's called Until the End. Uh, and it's about the Champions League run of Real Madrid last year. Now, this is an interesting interview. They take you behind the scenes on Carlo Ancelotti. I ask him about Luka Modric and others. We talk about the value of, you know, these type of docu series, if we may call them, and and they what they could mean to club. Now, I don't know if Real Madrid needs a docu series to promote their club, um, but maybe they do, and maybe that's the way they're thinking here. Uh, but You'll be interested to hear from Pablo Posado and Jesus Marcos uh, on the special called Until the End. By the way, Carlo Ancelotti is one of my favorite managers of all time. And, you know, this this his second go round at Madrid after they had kind of pretty unceremoniously booted him out. He is truly one of the nice guys in the game. Truly one of the nice guys. All right. Now, for all of you parents uh, of youth players and youth players, directors, coaches, you may be working in Major League Soccer, running uh, the developmental program. This is a pretty remarkable can't-miss interview I'm doing. It's with a a young man that just turned 17 years old. His name is Yuval Renon. Many people may know him uh, in these soccer circles. Uh, Renan is from North Carolina. He came to America at a young age from Israel. He has completed a year in Germany at Werder Bremen on the under-17 Werder Bremen youth team. I think you're going to be able to take a lot out of this if you're a youth soccer player, what it takes to get to the pro level, what type of commitment you have to put in, the ability to say no to things. Yuval Renon carries passports for Israel, Germany, and he's in the process of getting his U- U.S. passport. He is a striker. He is a goal scorer. He scored a boatload of goals for the under-17 Werder Bremen team. He's their top scorer, and he's the second in the regional under-17 league, which is basically regionalized to cut down on travel. So they play a lot of the the same teams, maybe, maybe Hamburg, uh, RB Leipzig, that type of um, competition Hanover those are the teams they play so he was the number two goal scorer in the regional league. his dorm room looks out at the stadium that he one day wants to play in so he's got that visible that visible look every day at the field that he's trying to get onto. So as much as we talk about what you do as a player, it's also the culture that's created by these clubs, the environment, um, the subtle integration of connecting and, and maybe eating a meal with the full-blown pros. All of these other things are these intangibles that bring tremendous value when it comes to player development. But this this is a 17-year-old Yuval Renan that is mature beyond his year. So I'm really excited for you. Uh, to hear this interview as well tonight. All right, let's start with Leo Messi. Maybe another reason. Leo Messi is coming to MLS. Now Shep messing, my good friend who was the New York Red Bulls announcer, who is involved in the Apple package doing studio work. He says it's going to happen to enter Miami. We'll see. Although there's a lot of rumors of him going back to Barcelona, going to the middle East and being paid more than Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, but look, when you're when Lionel Messi's out there, who doesn't want to be linked to that player from a PR standpoint? If you're a world soccer club, you know, if you're somebody who's in the discussion. It's oh wow, look at them! You know, they're on the level of potentially getting a Lionel Messi. So it doesn't hurt Inter Miami no matter what happens. Um, you could see a package that was much like David Beckham's, where Lionel Messi one day would get ownership of an MLS club at a cut rate. That was one of the smartest moves ever made by Major League Soccer was to keep the David Beckham brand and his wife involved with MLS by giving him a cut-rate deal on the franchise uh, in Miami. Smart move. Uh, So so Beckham is associated and branded with you uh, as long as he owns that club. So there you go. So the same thing could happen to Lionel Messi. Lots of people wanting him to go back to Barcelona, including Robert Lewandowski, who came out and said, Oh, I hope he comes back, yada, yada, yada. So we'll see. Lots of decisions to be made. But Messi's been getting booed by PSG fans. They booed Messi again after a 1-0 la- loss to Lyon this past weekend. Honestly, I I don't know what you think, but honestly, for me, French League One does not seem to grab me, despite all the stars and the star power. It, it, it just seems to me. It almost seems to me like PSG plays these glorified friendlies in league play. Just doesn't do it. All right, Newcastle smashing Manchester United. Yeah, it was 2-0, but the atmosphere at St. James Park, unreal. Fans pushed this team on and on. If you watch this game, you could feel it through your TV. They were just too powerful for Manchester United. And, of course, in typical fashion, some dolts want Eric Ten out. delusional people, absolutely delusional fans these days in many, many sports. Delusional. Willock 65th, Wilson 88th, the power of the Newcastle fan was pretty good. As somebody who's been to Newcastle and St. James Park and knows how amazing that is as a soccer part of England, it's kind of great to see them get back in the limelight. Now they're in the Champions League money potential, tied with 50 points with United. That was a huge, huge uh, win for them. Uh, They needed that uh, immensely. Real Madrid, 6-0. Over Real Valladolid, hat trick for Kareem Benzema, beat down City for Manchester City. They beat down Liverpool 4 1, this without Erling Holland. So now we can have the debate of whether City is better with or without Erling Holland. Frankly, I don't care. Four different goal scorers in Alvarez. Julian Alvarez gets an opportunity because Erling Holland's not there. De Bruyne, Gundawan, Grealish goal scores. Arsenal continue to the top of the table. The 4-1 win over Leeds. Leeds without Tyler Adams, who's had surgery. Gabriel Jesus. Remember, there was panic in the air with Arsenal fans when he came back from the World Cup injured. He's back. He had two goals. White, Chaka, uh, the others. I don't know. I don't know what you think, but to me, absolutely remarkable that manchester city and arsenal have 45 and 43 point uh 45 and 43 goal differentials i mean way ahead of everybody i think the next team is 22 points newcastle but pretty resp- pretty remarkable you might have caught the derby in turkey Fenerbahce at home against besiktas Fenerbahce got smoked at home they were up 1-0 on a penalty kick George Jesus getting criticized as the manager of Fenerbahce they're 9 points behind Galatasaray who's going to win the league they lose it uh, you know they lose this derby match to Besiktas who are nipping at their heels in third place remember Deli Ali that's why uh, Besiktas he's a Besiktas player I just it reminded me of the fall of grace from that player he's even being criticized by the Besiktas manager Sinan Gunesh who seems frustrated at of missing training. He said, quote, Deli Alley couldn't come at this time. It's raining. I guess that's why he didn't come. Doesn't sound very good. Uh, Deli Ali responded on Instagram saying the club gave him time off to visit a doctor. He's only appeared 17 times, three goals. Um, sad because we remember how good he was at Tottenham. He was twice the young player of the year. That voted by the PFA two times in a row. Sorry to see that from Deli Alley. I hope he can make a comeback. Austin FC will have had their time off to prepare for LAFC this Saturday. Incidentally, don't forget, Verde fans, LAFC play Vancouver in CONCACAF Champions League uh, on turf in Vancouver. I believe this is Wednesday. All right, we're going to take a break here. Great way to get the show started here. We've got a lot of good interviews coming up tonight, as I mentioned. This is Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas, presented by DasBitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710. They are bilingual. John and firm, personal injury attorneys, they will take your case. Also, LamontBrands.com. That's where you get our new trucker hats and our T-shirts. I got colors, uh, two shades of green for Austin FC fans. You purchase these for $20, bucks. you are making a donation to the 501C charity, the uh, Snowdrop Foundation. So, again, LamontBrands.com. Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas, presented by the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. We'll take a break. We got more to come. Stick with me. A moment here for our presenting sponsors, John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. DaspitLawAustin.com. John and his firm are personal injury attorneys. If you get a car, boat, motorcycle, accident, you might drive an 18-wheeler, you need representation. The Daspit Law Firm will handle your case. Work 24-7 nights and weekends. DaspitLawAustin.com. Call 512-865-6710. They are bilingual and presenting sponsors of Soccer Matters on the Horn. All right, welcome back to The Horn in Austin, Texas, here tonight. Uh, this show is always presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. It's DaspitLawAustin.com. Remember, John and his firm, they're personal injury attorneys. They'll take your case, work for you 24-7, nights and weekends. Look, if you get in any kind of an accident, it's not a comfortable time. That is when you call or connect with the Daspit Law Firm. DaspitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710. They're bilingual. Really interesting interview now. Um, We talk about youth development in America, uh, all the American players and people that are going overseas that have been attached and connected to the Bundesliga. He is 17-year-old Yuval Renon. Uh, He joins us now. He plays for Werder Bremen. He is a top striker over there, their leading goal scorer, and one of the leading goal scorers. Uh, in the regional under-17 league that he plays for at Werder Bremen. Yuval, thank you very much for coming on the show.
2: Of course, anytime, anytime. Thank you guys very much for having me.
1: Yeah, so look, um, here in America, there's all kinds of debates all the time about player development and what is the right pathway. You chose to go to Germany. Uh, Not an easy thing for a young guy. I think a lot of people would be kind of intimidated. Tell me a little bit about that choice and how it came about.
2: Yeah, you know... um... I think for anyone to reach anything successful in their life, um, it has to come with sacrifice and, you know, some challenges along the way. Um, And I think, you know, the best soccer in the world um, or football, we should call it the best football in the world is um, being played overseas and especially Germany, the home of soccer, let's say. Um, And so, you know, after I was doing very good in the U.S. system, um, it just, I wanted a bigger challenge, you know, Um, And so we went, my dad, with the help of my dad, obviously, which played a big role, Barack. um, We went and we started the journey over there. Um, And after the first year, it's been very successful. So we're in the right place at the right time.
1: You had opportunities with a lot of German clubs. You ended up at Werder Bremen, which has got obviously a tremendous history. Correct. Tell me about why the choice Werder Bremen.
2: Um, I mean, it's the top three Bundesliga team in the history of the Bundesliga. Um, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't really get better f- than this for youth development. Um, and it's just the second we were there from the trials, we loved the people, we felt at home, we loved the level, the intensity at trainings, which is one of the most important things to me. Um, and all those things just really helped us decide what we were going to do.
1: When you when you get there, um, Hope sick, transition, how... Easy or how difficult was that for you
2: um so after we signed the first three years uh three months, sorry, the first three months were very challenging for me um you know because a lot of people they have their dad or one of their parents with them, but for me, it was all alone um so every game you know no you're not seeing your parents in the stands watching you, um you know, no friends coming to watch you, it's just you by yourself um and so that's very challenging um but you know. After the three games, I persevered, and I think with my dedication, discipline, and you know, determination, all those things helped me. Um, and at the end of the day, after those three games, I am where I am now, which is you know, second score in the Bundesliga. So for the North,
1: Yuval uh scores a lot of goals. By the way, you missed a couple <laughs> of games due to injury. You probably believe you would have had a few more goals. That's what I. It was, it was actually for the national
2: seen. team. I missed uh, four games because I was with the national team. Um, I was the only player um, on the team that had to go for national team break. Um, And so because the German national team isn't the same schedule as the Israel national team, um, the Bundesliga was going on at the time. So who knows how much more goals I could have had if I had those games played.
1: You're speaking like a striker here. You you seem to have an insatiable attitude. You don't ever want to stop scoring goals. That's the way to do correct, it. Correct. Uh, Israel under 17, you play for right now. You've also got a German passport. Uh, my understanding is you may get a U.S. passport. So right now it's with Israel. Tell me about the experience representing uh, the country.
2: I mean, any time getting the chance to represent um, a country that you have a passport for is amazing. Um, it really gives you a deep feeling in the heart um but as everyone knows national team is you can see even them pros it's different experience um cuz every player comes from their clubs and you know they have to put everything aside and play as a team um which i think i'm very good at i think i'm very good at just putting everything aside for the team's benefit um and so i think we we could have done better obviously and we were disappointed with the result but i think we need to be proud of ourselves for where we got um, and we always have room to improve so
1: Yuval Uh he is a striker for the U-17 Werder Bremen team, made the choice to go to Germany at a very, very young age. Uh, I did some research on you additionally. <laughs> high tolerance for pain. And and we're not just talking physical. We're talking about the mental strength and character, which you just talked to us a little bit about getting through those first three months. When you break through, though, it has to be a really confident time period, right?
2: Yes, very. um I mean, it's a funny story, actually. The, the one time I broke through in Bremen was my, after my first call in the national team. Um, I went there and I played against um, Belgium, Germany, and Uruguay. Um, and when I came back, it just gave me this load of confidence. Um, and as a lot of players probably know, um, confidence is the biggest part in soccer. Um, you can't play without confidence. Um, so it was a big factor. Um in the second I just kept getting more and more confidence. The goals just kept going up and up. Um and the performances got better and better. Um so yeah, I think that's a big part of it.
1: Tell me about uh the crossover with the first team, because I understand where you live, you have a good view of the stadium, which Correct. basically is in front of your eyes all the time, because that's ultimately where you're trying to get, right, with the first team. So you have a lot of these visual sort of earmarks in front of you. Maybe, maybe talk a little bit about that.
2: Correct. Um, So the first team trains at Bremen, the first team trains exactly where the youth team trains in the same facility in an area. So um, with me after my school, I always take time to go and learn from them. I go watch their trainings. I mean, who else is there better to learn from than where you're trying to get? Um, It's a very high level. Um, It's, you know, number 10 in the Bundesliga. It's not a joke. Um, the intensity of their trainings, everything is very important and very high level, and that, at the end of the day, that's where I'm trying to get to.
1: Yuval Renan joining us, under-17, vertebramen team, um, played at North Carolina FC, uh, has Israeli and German passports. I understand you may get a U.S. one. That's what we were told uh, before. So when you go and watch and observe uh, the first-team training, have you had any conversations or crossover with Josh Sargent, the U.S. international?
2: Uh, no, because he left exactly when I arrived. Ah, okay. It was just bad timing, yeah.
1: Yeah, that would have been fun if you – but yeah, how about sure. other players? I mean, do, do, yeah, do, they, um, do they rub shoulders with you?
2: Yes, yes. So we actually – the players that live in the um, stadium, which they call the internat, like the boarding school there, um, we actually have lunch and dinner with the pros. So the pros get um, cooks to make their food. Um, and so the, the, those same cooks actually cook for us as well. And so we eat it in the same place together. Um, so here and there, we'll have a conversation with them and talk with them, which is amazing. So
1: yeah, that really is that is remarkable how much crossover there is in connection um, with the first team. How how difficult is it juggling the studies as well? I mean, you you must have a jam packed day. I mean, it's <laughs> it's get up and go and and until you you, you hit the pillow, right?
2: Yeah, it's um, it's very intense because you know. The school, my dad and my mom. It's very important to them that I keep my grades high, um, and so obviously whatever mom and dad do, I will uh, say I will do. Um, and so, I mean, I have to keep high grades, and it's just it's just a good balance. And Bremen helps with that, you know, like from gyms in the morning, early in the morning, private gym sessions, so then I can do school during the day. Um, so then I can have a private session before lunch, and then I can rest before the team training at night. Um, you know, it's a it's a balance, but when when you schedule your day out right, um, it helps a lot.
1: All right. So when you play uh, Hamburg in the under-17s, we know that's a big rivalry. Does that <laughs> right. carry over to the youth levels? I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but I want to hear your answer.
2: Um, I mean, I have some pictures of the ultras coming out. Um, so, yes, I would say yes, with smoke bombs and everything, flags. We had a home game against them, actually. Um, we played where our second team plays just for that game and they told the ultras to come out and everything. And it was amazing. It was a ton of smoke drums. It was um, unbelievable. It was my first time like that.
1: Yuval tell me about your qualities as a striker and your words. Um, I've seen, I've seen some video of you. I've seen you flicking balls over defenders and collecting the ball and running in and scoring. Tell me a little bit about your qualities in your mind.
2: Um, I think my quality and most important quality is my understanding of the game, my understanding of movement, and understanding of where I need to be. Um, I think those are the most important things for a striker, uh, the movement off the ball and understanding of the game. And then I think using that, I get into the right situations that when I get the ball, receive the ball from my midfield or my teammates, I am clinical with my finishing. So I know how to bring the ball into the goal. Um, So I think those are very important pieces. And I think I'm also very helpful in the buildup. I think I can drop down whenever the team needs and, you know, play out and help the team. Uh, Maybe drag a defender with me to create space. Just I'm very flexible, which I think helps the team a lot. You don't want a striker that just sits there and, you know, is limited. Um, So, yeah, I think those would be how I explain it.
1: Is that the biggest piece that you've learned since getting over there? The movement, mobility part, the positional sense, uh, that kind of thing? That maybe, based on the competition in the States at that level, you might not have had to be as uh, focused on?
2: Yeah. So it took me the first three months, as I said, when it was hard um, to really find space to get a shot off because it was very quick. You don't have as much space and time at all. Um, the time and space is very limited. Um, so after the games went on and on, I. F- was looking at the games. I was actually me and my dad analyze every game together. Um, and so me and Barack, we looked at it and we saw what we can improve. And slowly and slowly, I saw myself finding more and more space with the ball at my feet. And then that allowed me to get my shot off to score things like that.
1: Yuval Renan, keep an eye on this name. Remember the name. Uh, he's playing at the under 17s with Verder Bremen right now. He's a high goal scoring uh, forward. Your coaches there, um, how demanding are they? And, and, you know, I want people here to have a sense. It's very different. If you're training a couple times a week, it's a whole nother ball game. When you're living at the facility, you're under the watch of everybody on a daily basis that that's a lot of pressure also, isn't it?
2: Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, they can see me at any time because the way it works is we're all in the same story. So Anything I do, they can see. And obviously, the guy that they um, that that watches over me reports to them. Um, but my coaches and the staff for the under-17s, Bjorn Dreyer, the head coach, amazing. Nothing but positive words I can give to him. I mean, he's pushed me so far and given me such a high expectation now for coaches that I haven't seen before. Um, he's gotten the best out of me. He's demanded the best out of me. He's made me a better player this to this day. So I have nothing but great words for him. And, yeah, it is a lot of pressure. But to become the best in the world, you need pressure on you. You know what I mean?
1: You seem to be enjoying
2: it, though. Yes, yes, I am enjoying it, you know. It's where I want to be and what I want to do.
1: So what would be the biggest message you would give to kids back in the States that want to play at a higher
2: level? I think the biggest message I would give to you guys is – You have to sacrifice and you have to work hard. Um, And this has to be truly what you want to do. This can't be a side thing and this can't be just an experience. Because, you know, when people ask me always, how is it? I don't like saying it's a fun experience because I'm not here for a fun experience. You know, I'm here to do what I want to do. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you guys aren't looking for an experience and you're really dedicated about it, make sure that you are because it takes a lot of dedication and hard work.
1: When do you turn 18?
2: uh next year i actually just turned 17 a month ago
1: okay so i was just thinking uh me at 17 i don't think i was quite as mature (laughs) as you are you're you're mature beyond your years i think it's fantastic you're an impressive young man Yuval. thank you so much for for coming on the show i think this is an enlightening interview i will keep uh watch on you uh and i'm looking forward to seeing all the great things and a lot of goals
2: Thank you, Glenn. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I appreciate it a lot, and I'll be tuning into the show.
1: All right. That's Yuval Renan. He's playing uh, just turned 17 with the under-17 Werder Bremen team in Germany. Um, wow. That was a pretty impressive interview from a very, very young man. All right. We'll take a break here. Uh, we got more to come. Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas, presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. Final segment of the night. Something really different here. Um, There is a documentary out called Until the End on Apple TV. It is a story about Real Madrid winning the Champions League title. Uh, All the ups and downs, the journey, everything that happened uh, last year when they defeated Manchester City to win the title. I've got the two producers, Pablo Posada and Jesus Marcos. Take a listen to this. This is interesting stuff. It's the documentary until the end about Real Madrid. Well, Pablo, Jesus, when did the idea kind of come for you to to think about doing this documentary? We all know what a magical run it was for Real Madrid to win the Champions League title. But, you know, when did you decide, Hey, this is a documentary we should do. We want to do.
3: Well, I was a, the first one thinking about that was the club. So they they wanted to make the uh, documentary about last season's success um got in touch with our production company wakai and asked us for a proposal we sent them the proposal they like it and it was okay let's get to work and we later on apple tv plus got involved so the series took a a different story because it was going to be bigger Um, we started to work with all the footage real madrid had uh, shot during the season and we started to create the script coming from all that footage and the things
0: that we thought that could add to those stories and also we would like to to add that that proposal was a not only talking about the last season because everybody knows the final result. We would like to incorporate some uh, personal stories. Uh, we think that uh, take this time to to get the interviews of the players make uh, make us really happy because with perspective they they talk really different things. So that's that's one of the main points because we want to. To transmit the essence of the of the last season, but at the same time, it's not only for Real Madrid fans; it's for foot lovers, uh, football lovers. Sorry, football lovers.
3: Yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah. It it was the season was amazing to watch in football terms because it was an amazing story. Great teams, best teams in Europe, and also almost worldwide as well but we wanted to focus on the people that made that possible.
1: It's Real Madrid. It's till the end. It's an amazing documentary. We're talking to Pablo Posado and Jesus Marcos. All right, you guys, uh, I mean, you have to work together on this, right? Uh, Tell us a little bit about your relationship as, you know, producers, directors, writers, all the things that go into, you know, people can grab footage. It doesn't mean you're going to make a great documentary, right? Yeah.
3: Well, uh, as we were mentioning, first thing was okay. We have to watch this ton of
0: footage, and I, start... I want to say sorry. I want yeah. to say that every single second of this footage that contains more than one hundred hours have been watched for us and make a discussion to 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 offer the best to the audience. Um, use it hundreds or thousands thousand 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 I, I
3: don't know how many but there were a lot yeah they were a lot and many many different situations yeah we, we were through and discussed a lot about we have to put that in we have to keep that for later we have to put some um, background to to get that point understood by anyone and that was mainly the, the first thing we did. Like trying to to get the outline um, of the of the whole season, we were working with the Apple TV Plus creative team as well together to coming down to how many episodes and how long. Um, yeah, a kind of uh, creative work at the very beginning was really really exciting because it was fresh. It was first time watching those moments that. Um, People is going to love these, but it was all the time like that.
1: Let me remind people it's Real Madrid. It's till the end. It's about the Champions League title run. Guys, this is about the run, the journey, right? Through the eyes of all these world-class soccer players, through Carlo Ancelotti, um, you know, the characters, the self-belief, the tension, everything that goes in to the run of winning a Champions League title. And, of course, this was in 2021-2022, what was it like dealing with uh, Carlo Ancelotti? Amazing. Carlo is. Cause he's I, one of my, he's one of my favorites and he also likes food. So I, I love <laughs> Ancelotti.
3: Is, is, I will say you cannot love him because he's such a charismatic per, uh, person. He's so easygoing. We were with him a couple of times and it was easy in being in that kind of manager in these times where it's all about tactics and theories and all of that. And he keeps it very, very simple. Just you have to score. That's the thing. That's it. Makes it very likable for any Footballer for any fan and for any any viewer, I would say he might be one of the most lovable characters in, in in football today.
1: Was it just was he talk? Was it like talking to just a normal friend when you talk to Ancelotti? That's the sense I got. I read his biography.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's super easy. It's I think it's the the main point of, uh, to talk about uh, him. It's how he leads the the the, the team. It's, it's, it's amazing when we were in the, on the set and he were, we were interviewing him, it's, he came and immediately all the people feels really calm. Okay, let's go. Do you need anything extra? Do you have to take your time? No, I'm ready. I'm here to, to get the interview. So don't,
3: don't. It's pretty straightforward. See. Like, yes. um. It was uh, Casemiro telling that story. that, that And mm-hmm. we kind of thought the same, like, this is Carlo Ancelotti. This is a legend in football from being a footballer himself and from being a manager. Uh, let's see how he is. And he was the, the most excited person in the room. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do these guys. Because he was really, really happy of having the season they had last season. Um, and Casimiro tell that the, the first time he came to training ground. So that's great things. I don't think anyone in the dressing
1: room uh, has any argument with him. Real Madrid till the end. It's Pablo Posada, Jesus Marcos. Uh, they created this piece, exclusive uh, documentary. Got a, I mean, Real Madrid reaches out to you. That's, pretty amazing in itself what about something else funny behind the scenes with maybe you know one of the players that people know maybe you know Luka Modric or or Kroos or Benzema Uh, anything funny happened behind the scenes while doing this well you mean
3: uh, while we were shooting it was all about yeah because we had to put um they said in the training center so uh, to make it easy for them and to have a good environment fam- familiar environment for them and we were placing everything out of place because we what that's what we do in film and television that we move everything around in yeah. every place <laughs> we get into and they were saying oh this is not going there why are you putting that like you're changing everything that, that kind of easy talk that makes it even like they were kind of one, one more
1: in the team. So. really Madrid very... till Pablo Posado, Jesus Marcos. When you guys put this together, I mean, do, do you, you know, it's, is it, is it kind of like writing a song that, you, you know, one guy's doing the lyrics, one guy might be doing a little bit more of the, uh, you know, the rhythm. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you guys might be the Jagger and Richards of uh, documentaries. I don't know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not big words, but yeah, we kind of, I focus uh, more on the story, Pablo maybe focus more on how to tell it and how to get, sex things up. Like, we discuss all the time like he gets into the story no we should put that also and i say no you you, we have to put more rhythm in that bit so it's always discussing
0: every decision we need extra 10 seconds to this sequence let's go to find it when we can cut 10 seconds that's
1: uh, that's not uh, easy work and that's i think people forget that's a lot of laborious hours and looking at things and the amount of effort you put into it's amazing. You know, we see a lot of these documentaries now with professional teams. I mean, is it almost essential? I mean, not everybody had the run of Real Madrid, granted, okay, because this is a story of the run, the journey, the tension, the remarkable results and goals and personalities. But is it is it something now that you guys notice in your business that a lot of professional football clubs are coming to you? Because this is a marketing tool also, right? For Real Madrid. Yeah,
3: I guess. The, I would say the important thing is always the story. And even though you want to sell the product, you need a story. And once the story is great, uh, it's just get hands on it. I would say, yeah, there we are seeing more and more, but I think it's, more related to there are more possibilities now there are more platforms making content and we can um, also uh, the clubs themselves are creating more more content on the team and that's also good news for
0: every fan yeah clubs are really more open and connected to the fans doing this kind of of uh, docu series that I think it's really important because you you enter in the locker room so you have a, a different sound bites uh, I think it's it's easy to to see how the the team works in that way.
3: Yeah, a good I would say is also good for the clubs building that community like um, getting yeah. to know once i support this club and um, if i know more about them if i know more about the boys you are going to understand uh, more um, and yeah. yeah most of the time they are normal people so you're gonna love them more
1: that's the thing it's real madrid till the end we're talking to uh, producers directors they do it all pablo posada and Jesus Marcos, uh, look, when, when I said, the, a vehicle of promotion, I'm not sure Real Madrid needs much, uh, but there are these smaller clubs like Wrexham and these things that have brought, you know, through documentaries and series is, uh, a lot of attention to their clubs. Um, you know, you're going into sacred places in, in these locker rooms and areas. Did you ever have a moment where, you know, ah, guys, you know, you got to kind of get out of here. This is a sacred moment. Or was it just pretty much open access for you?
3: Well, our, our since our access was after the season, because we, we got those images and footage from Real Madrid, because they allow the, the crews, um, their own cameramans to get into the dressing room one day when they won but for us it was focused on on working with the players and working with the coaching team and um, yeah the time we were there it was everything open like yeah we, absolutely we didn't any player
1: the... any player in particular that you liked uh you know like in the vein of Ancelotti that that just had a really open personality? Were they all as engaged as Ancelotti? Because you guys know, much like me, when you do an interview, you know if the guy's really paying attention to you and involved in the interview or not. You can tell if it's going to be a good interview. Any players that particularly stuck out to you?
3: Yeah, yeah. I have one very clear (laughs) because I love him uh, already. So it's Luka Modric. He's such a nice guy and he's been in football a lot of years and he knows it and he's very aware of everything and when, when he was with us was really really like um, nice to us in every term i would say he you were saying before we've been through many interviews i would say Luca modric has been like beyond that number Um He's always like good talker he likes to 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 explain himself and he told us very very good moments in the series i, I love the interview and i love him
0: yeah i, I, I for me karim banzema was incredible when i was interviewing uh, karim on the set i t- understand how he makes the hat trick twice because he's <laughs> i need to score yeah, I'm ready. I need to be close to the goalkeeper and try to, yeah, it's it's my job. It's my work. It's the best thing that I do. And it's incredible. It's like, okay, yeah, let's go to... Yeah,
3: yeah thinking as a forward, it's, imagine you're a forward and you talk to Karim Benzema and Karim makes it very, very easy. Very like, easy, no ego. Yeah, you just have to score yeah. and you can do that. You have to trust yourself. Yeah, you say it because you're Karim Benzema. I'm no one. (laughs) As a forward, it's so frustrating. But, yeah,
1: it was also good. So, uh, before I let you go, just, you know, explain to me what you want the audience to get out of this. I I think football fans will know, but I want to hear it in, in your words, guys.
3: I would say Real Madrid and Chilean is a series that tells the story of a group of players that turns out to be a very close family overcoming the most toughest of paths in sports. I, I, it's difficult to compare sports, but in football, last season was one of the most difficult for sure.
0: Um, and this is the story of those guys. I think it's the story of the best club in the world and the friends that are behind of the, of the team. It's about relationship, friends, eh, no egos, eh, trust till the end. Eh, eh, continue fighting when you've, when you came the uh, difficulties. I think it's, it's like, a, yeah, for me, it's touched me a lot. The story of this season not only talking about the extraordinary season about the Champions League, about league, I feel really moved when you get the opportunity to understand that behind of uh Ballon de or uh, Karim Benzema if there is a quiet guy, easygoing guy, super friendly. Uh, it's this these kind of things, Casemiro, it's 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 incredible. You 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 wouldn't believe me, but it's like you we are talking and uh, we have a really good connection, Glenn. It's it's the same with them. It's amazing, really. It's it's
1: is it is it did it remind you of how really at the end of the day we watch these guys in these magical moments in front of ninety thousand people. But they're yeah. humans
0: after all, right? Absolutely agree with you on that. Yeah. That that that's Yeah, and
3: you can see that on the series. You you can see them through all those little moments and
0: how they felt. It's and... when when Rodrigo, sorry, Jesus, when no, no. Rodrigo is, is talking about Benzema and how he leads his career and they were playing and you know how 22 years old is watching Karim Benzema and Karim Benzema is offering his his movement. Okay, move there. It's it's like super beautiful. It's like a, a father and a son, you know? I, I think this kind of essence is uh, the best thing that you can see on the, on the three episodes. This kind oh, of, yeah. No, continue, continue. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 no, it's like a, yeah, it's, I don't know how can I express in better way. Relationships, the human nature of it all. You human guys nature.
1: were in a place that nobody ever gets. It's a, it's a sacred area. Listen, guys, I know you're very busy. I want to thank you very much for giving us the time. By the way, we have Real Madrid supporters groups here in Houston, Texas, in the U.S. So, they're, oh, yeah. they're going to be glad to hear this interview with you guys. It's Real Madrid till the end. It's Pablo Posada. It's Jesus Marcos. Gentlemen, great job. Thank you. And, uh, you know, you may be Jagger and Richards. Don't uh, underestimate yourself.
2: <laughs> Thank Thanks you
1: for so doing much. It. Thank you, Glenn. It's a pleasure. Okay, that does it tonight for Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas. As always presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. It's DaspitLawAustin.com. You give them a call at 512-865-6710. They're bilingual. Any type of accident you get in, John and this firm, they are ready to work for you 24 seven nights and weekends. Daspitlawaustin.com. John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, the presenting sponsors of Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Davis Sock at Soccer Matters GD, LamontBrands.com for t shirts and hats all to benefit the 501C Charity Snowdrop Foundation. Until next Monday night, I'm Glenn Davis. Thank you for tuning in tonight to The Horn and John Daspit, the Daspit Law Firm, presenting Soccer Matters. And
0: until next week, remember, yeah, simply, Soccer Matters.